Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks, episode 223. This is Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology, and I'm so delighted because we have with us Rachel Rawlings. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for many reasons. Um, this broadcast is going to be about um, the archetype, the archetype of Sag, Sagittarius. So it's general information, and it's um, we're going to share some cool stories. We're going to share all kinds of things about the Sag archetype in astrology, um, what it is, what it represents, uh, famous people who who are Sagittarius sun, um, some really cool stories that I have from my personal life. And also, we're going to talk about the high road of Sag and then the shadow side. So we really see it all from, from every angle. Um, we'll also probably take a trip through the Zodiac. So wherever Sag, Sagittarius rules, whatever house it rules, what kind of um, qualities and characteristics that brings to your life. And so uh, with that, I just wanted to um, just say I'm so excited because, yes, Rachel, this is your YouTube debut. Everyone, round of applause. <laughs> So here she is. Here's the Leo, right? I am like the promoter. Everyone is a rock star in my world, you know. Um, um, but she is a very humble, uh, virtuous writer um, and astrologer, an awesome astrologer. Uh, Rachel and I went through Nightlight Astrology together, and um, it was a wonderful ride. Um, we have a great connection. Um, she writes all, she's not only a practicing uh, astrologer, Hellenistic and traditional astrology, but she also studies yoga and she weaves the yoga philosophy into her work. She also writes on medium.com under Astrology Rhapsody. And I will link that below for you guys so you can check out her writing. It's awesome. Um, I also want to say shout out um, when you book your reading with Rachel. Um, don't you love that? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> this is a sad episode. We are thinking big and abundant. Um, where you can reach her is Rachel at kismetediting.com. And Rachel's like like melting into her chair right now. So it's okay, Rachel. I, I'll stop here. <laughs> so anyway, so hopefully that's a decent introduction. But so let's have fun. Let's talk about Sagittarius. Um, so Sagittarius, mutable. It's, a mute, it's one of the mutable signs. It's a fire sign. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, it has to do with higher mind, knowledge, occult wisdom. You know, for those of you who are new to astrology and new to the channel, you know, we're doing each of these archetypes on a monthly basis. And so um, the one for Sag, uh, you know, we're talking higher mind, um, optimism, confidence, um, all the largesse of life. Um, and so um, anything you wanted to say about that, Rachel, that comes to mind, you know, like being a mutable fire sign or... Mm. I think about the duality of the sign um, and it coming at just before the winter solstice, um, right before the beginning of winter, the darkest part of the year, the handover of light. Um, when we when we move from the dark part of the year into the light part of the year. And um, I think about it as being a Jupiter world sign and bringing in the significations of Jupiter. Yeah, like in the in the approaching darkness, it's like here's the hope and the optimism and the confidence that like mm -hmm. things will come around again. And just when right. things look really dark, yeah, yeah the light is returning. Mm -hmm. They come like, like, like sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. 
Oh, and I, and as far as Jupiter too, in the order of the Chaldean order falling between Mars and Saturn, between those signs, um, Jupiter is also known as being a mediator or legislator between as, as one of the significations, but I also like to think of that as between the two malefics as well. Um, right, that's a good point. And if you could just explain the Chaldean order, because I, you know, a lot of people were still transitioning into traditional astrology, and you could just explain, you know, what that is. I can, as you're talking, I'll pull up a picture of it on the, uh, on my oh, screen okay. here. <laughs> I'll go pull up the uh, Chaldean order. Chaldean order for a hundred, please. <laughs> uh, it's it's the celestial scheme and traditional astrology and the order of the planets based on um, the relative speed from earth i believe and so the center is the sun and then um below below the sun we have um venus mercury and the moon and then above the sun we have mars and jupiter and saturn yes thank you i found a um open image let me grab this image here and i can show everybody because we love pictures so there there's the call here's an ancient um you know, beautiful um, from antiquity, if you see from the writing, uh, Luna, there's the, you know, the fastest, like you said, in terms of speed, uh, the moon, of course, moves the fastest, Luna, Mercurii, Mercury, Venus, Venus, Solus, that's the sun, Martus, Mars, Jovis, Jove, right, Jupiter, and then Saturn. Um, and so, of course, we don't see the 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 outer planets because, of course, at, in the traditional system, it only goes the traditional seven, right? Goes up to Saturn. That was the last planet that people could see with the naked eye, um, you know, in the ancient, um, you know, the in, what was the that? Limits. Yeah, the limits, the boundary, right? Saturn. Yeah, Saturn, right? And I love how you just said that. It's really interesting because everything tells a story. I really love that. I I got so much out of Nightlight. I mean, oh my God, it was such a life-changing experience of astrology because we're getting these deeper looks at things and how important it is that what's visual is, is itself a symbology and a story. Like what you just said, Rachel, about Jove or Jupiter being the mediator between the two malefics, the two planets that um, have the least light and um, have, you know, in, in symbolically are the ones that can challenge us and, you know, even cause trouble. Uh, but Jupiter being that, I think about Zeus or Jove, you know, and he was like the great judge and he would throw down his lightning bolt if he was pissed off and, you know. Right. The greater, the greater benefic as well um, of abundance. Right. And, and I like the idea of the, the sages I know just have a talent for, for, for speaking, for being able to talk to anybody and having stories and being able to bring sides together. Mm, yes, um, I have a, a dear friend who is no longer on the earth plane, um, but she is here with us now because I, I called her in and she was a, an amazing Sag like that. And I mean, you could throw her into any room and she could just chat it up with anybody. And you know, <laughs> uh, it helped that she had Gemini rising at 29 degrees definitely helped <laughs> the, the opposite poles of but yeah she she was like a classic example of and the optimism too it's like you know hey we, you know our car ran out of gas and we have a flat oh, don't worry we're gonna you know don't, i have a solution right 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 <laughs> they're, yeah they're always trying to fix good. things right I, I can fix this yeah yes yes
Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I also think of the sign of, of the archer and just the arrows and just all the, all the, the forward movement and, and just the interest in, in scattering those among different, um, different, I don't know, different, different things, you know, there's just always, there's always so much hope and so much interest in different things. In right. But the, the, the archer pointing the arrow and shooting it to the sky, like the sky's the limit. There is no, there, are, there is nothing that can get in our way, you know, right. and, and yeah, it, it's so beautiful. Um, like the, the, uh, the, the action and then the thinking. <laughs> right, the action and the thinking. Um, and, 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 you know, uh, caution to the wind, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm here, I'm big, I'm going, go big, what's that, go big or go home, you know, that can be a sad thing. Um, when you think about the size of, um, as I'm going to pull up as, as we speak, I will pull up a picture of, um, of uh, the size of Jupiter. Oh my God, Jupiter is the largest, as many of us know, it's the largest planet in the solar system. And, um, it is, it's enormous. I'm gonna, let me see, planet uh, sizes compared to earth. Yeah, the Jupiter compared to the earth. Here's a great picture. I got one for you guys. Check this out. Okay, let me pull this up. All right, well, let me show you this one. Look at that, look at the difference. Oh my God. <laughs> there's our moon, there's earth and there's, right? So when Jupiter is in your life, you know, when you get a Jupiter transit, that's a big deal, as you can, literally a big deal. Um, it has the greatest magnetic pull too. And, and that's very much like the Jupiterian personality. It's very magnetic. If you think about Jupiter being associated with kings and people of prestige and wealth and, you know, and it's like, you know, come here, like the, the king, you know, you don't tell the king to come to you, you come to the king. And it's like, you know, so yeah, Jupiter, I love him. And I remember, uh, was it uh, our teacher Adam Ellenbaugh saying that the uh, in Sagittarius, they having a moral mission tames uh, their foolhardy character, um, working towards something redeeming. Um, so they they might being associated with the sign of um, of the uh, oh. My mind is this, my mind, my words, <laughs> the centaur. And the centaur. The reckless, the reckless nature or the centaur, but having that that Jupiter, the the um, the moral compass will always come through, you know, as, as having something to aim for, uh, something, uh, uh, something that redeems that character. Yes, it's very much infused with the archetype is doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know they may be a little overreaching, you know, um, but you know they 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 mean well. What is that? Like? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> I don't know if that's so sad, but that's just something that came to mind. Um, you know, too. I'm, I I was going to talk about uh, famous celebrities who have. Um, well, first let's talk about the high. You know, so these the great the positive attributes, and then we'll talk about the the negative attributes. So. Positive attributes. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Sag energy? Um, there's there's just a welcoming kindness I found with the Sages that I've known. Oh, that's beautiful. A welcoming kindness. Oh, I I think of the optimism. Mm. Yeah, like mm -hmm. just cheerful optimism. 
mm -hmm. the can-do attitude, um, self-improvement, you know, like, yeah, confidence for sure. <laughs> hey, big spender. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> wealth, it's associated with material wealth and, and spiritual wealth too. Mm -hmm. Higher I wisdom. Admire, I admire their their ability from the, the ones that I've known just to be themselves the quirkiness just comes out and that's okay <laughs> right right <laughs> um yeah and so the low the, the kind of you know the difficult part of when you are that magnanimous and um you know obviously there's you know for me I think of what 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 we have to manage wherever part of our chart we have sag is where we have to manage you know overdoing it over over compromising or you know be overextending ourselves mm -hmm. and then overreaching mm -hmm. yeah and i think about mercury's detriment is in sagittarius as well and right. thinking of one person in in particular right now he he always has something to say about everything um but that often comes and then the thought comes later and then the foot goes in the mouth like oh sorry <laughs> not really meaning to hurt anyone but you know sometimes things that are said are inappropriate um but then um but but there's but it's always you know in it's not in 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 a in manner to hurt anyone it's he's just very kind it just comes out <laughs> right um i also think about um like arrogance or entitlement is in a you know when it's not um in a person who's maybe you know not as uh, self-actualized it can and in that area of their life having you know not being refined would come across as arrogant the blind spot maybe where excuse me where people have to watch out for is that kind of um entitlement i i think too like the usa chart if you look at the sibley chart the usa chart has um has Sagittarius rising at 12 degrees, 21 minutes. And when you, and, and you know, that perception that foreigners have around Americans, like, oh, they're, they're, they're spoiled or they're entitled. And well, it certainly gave us a very wealthy country, you know, phys, you know, the land, the size of the land, it's huge. And, you know, you think about like Israel's the size of New Jersey and Texas is bigger than France. You know, we're, we're dealing with a Jupiterian country here, right? It's huge. And um, but also like that arrogance can be or even like religious arrogance with Jupiter ruling mm -hmm. organized religion. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, Puritans coming over and going, oh, well, we know we're going to convert the Indians. You know, we're, we're so zealous. And, and that's the Jupiterian zealousness. But, you know, we're going to fix things like like, oh, you shouldn't be your native, you know, spiritual self. You have to do it our way, you know, and so. You know, I can see where that shadow, you know, at least in the United States with, if we look at the Sibley chart being mm -hmm. uh, the chart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's also a dual nature too, right? So some of them might be uh, a more extreme on one end, but maybe more of a cynic on the other. Have you found that with any Sagittarians in your life? Hmm, putting cynic on the other end. I don't know. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. Have you found people like that? Uh, maybe like um, I, maybe not believing in astrology, you know, um, being being open minded and 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 reaching in, in that, but then being cynical on some things that they just don't believe to be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I, yeah, I can get that for sure. 
Um, so what about, um, I was gonna say too, that I have some, in well, let me, let me, let's go to some uh, celebrities. Let's, let's do that one. Okay, um, okay. Famous celebrities. I, when I looked up was, um, well, Brad Pitt, it was, um, you know, there's a hunky, there's <laughs> a hunky com example. Uh, Taylor Swift is a, uh, is a Sag, um, you know, uh, you can, um, I, who else? Let me, let me go. Um, where was my screen? I got to find my screen. <laughs> um, um, Sun and Sagittarius people of Walt Disney, Bruce Lee and Tina Turner. Oh, okay. Tina Turner, for sure. You could definitely, and Walt Disney, that, that, you know, hold that whole magic kingdom right there, you know, kingdom and magic and, and joy and, and exuberance and, you know, everything that he stood for. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Um, let me see who else is a uh, Sag celebrity. Hold on just a second here. I, I closed my page and I should have kept it open. Sagittarius celebrities. Sagittarius celebs. Um, oh, Jamie Foxx is one. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Lucy Liu, Janelle Monet, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, we get a, a Tyra Banks, the supermodel. Um, Samuel, um, what was the guy? He was in Pulp Fiction. Um, what's his name? The actor. Oh gosh, I'm blanking out. I'm seeing his picture, but um, yeah. Well, we're getting an idea about who's who's in that. Um, oh, Jay Z. Jay Z is definitely um, a, a Sag. Um, you know, um, yeah, and Tyra Banks. I mean, she's wow. What a what a fab example. Um, Nicki Minaj too, for all you Gen Zers. Nicki Minaj, man, she's your Sag girl. Um, you know, talk about bold, bold and beautiful and confident. Uh, huge, <laughs> usually no shrinking violet. These Sag sons, um, and so then I I would say, um, you know, I, I have I have to say too the. Uh, some of the, one of the other things I want to jump jumping around here in this true Sag fashion, um, the um, we're in, in medical astrology. You know, Sag rules the liver and you know the hips, the thighs, the liver. So we can see the Sag archetype not just through the sun and and one's personality and life path, but also medically where it relates. So it's that kind of middle region of the body, the hips, hips, mm -hmm. thighs, liver. Um, but it also rules the brain and the circulation. And so um, it's interesting about the hips. And I think about uh, the horse, you know, like horses, because it's a centaur symbol. The centaur had the horse body, the guy with the little horsey legs. <laughs> <laughs> and and the horse, you know, it. I know this sounds so crazy, but um, a friend, uh, one of the first people who taught me astrology about 20 years ago, um, she 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 pointed something out to me and I never forgot this and it has to do with Sag, so I'm gonna bring it up. She said that, um, she said, we were talking about a, a third person that we both knew and, who was a Sag, a Sag son. And she said, did you ever, you ever notice, she said, she's such a Sag, you ever notice how she walks into a room? She walks, she has this gait like a horse. And it sounds crazy, but, and I, when I was with this person, I, I observed her and I'm like, oh my God, you're right. It's like the, the set of, her, even the set of her hips, it was like 
Huh. It sounds weird, but it's like horse hips and like the way, I don't know, the way the horses move and the gait. And yeah. she like marched into, she even imitated her. She like marched into the room, like with this horse gait. And I'm like, gosh, that's crazy. But then what I found was years later, a, a, a close friend of mine who was also a Sag, she has the same gait. And my dad, who was a Sag, he has the, had the same gait. I watched him one day when I came into an into an off an airplane and he was walking ahead of me at the airport and yeah. and I noticed his gait I was like oh my god that's the same as my two friends and they all walk isn't that crazy you know yeah. it's like how you can see these things wow I'm gonna have to pay more attention to that now <laughs> yeah watch watch how they walk like this oh, yeah definitely yeah it's 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 really fascinating how it can permeate all of these areas from from medical astrology to you know how we walk and who we are and you know it's just it just covers covers the gamut you had said something earlier too about the significator um, of jupiter or i don't know is jupiter or sag itself jupiter of course oh, being jupiter. Yeah. Moving planet oh because uh i'm also taking adam ellen boss's horary class right now and so one thing we learned in that class is that jupiter is a signifier for sperm so yeah. And that makes sense when you think about the arrow, right? Uh, <laughs> that, right. Fertility. The symbolic, yeah. yeah, the symbology of the arrow and, and fertility, exactly. right? It's a fertile sign. Jupiter is a fertile planet. Um, and Zeus had many children, right? He, yes, he had many affairs. He he got around that Zeus. He, around. <laughs> he, had all, he was always chasing one woman or another and this, that, and the other. And yeah, he had a lot of kids. Yeah, that's fascinating that the sperm is a significator when you see if the position of Jupiter or Sag in the chart. In, yeah, specific, well, I mean, thinking of a horary chart, I wouldn't want to compare that to natal because I, I haven't studied that, but yeah. Right, right, yeah, but the horary. When you look at a horary chart, yeah, it is one thing we look at. In case people don't know what horary is, could you just explain that too? Oh, sure, yeah. So horary is of the hour, and it's a type of divination in astrology that answers a question. So um, a chart is cast for the moment that the astrologer understands the question. And then in the chart is an answer. It's an amazing system, <laughs> how the planets can speak. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Cool. Um, oh, let's do, let's, how about we finish this up by talking about um, a trip through the Zodiac. I know all you guys love that so much. Um, so okay. if you have uh, Sag, we're going to go from the first to the 12th house. And if you have Sag rising or Sag, in, or i.e. also known as Sag ruling your first house, you know what that looks like. And we'll just kind of briefly touch upon each one of the houses. Uh, Sag rising. Sag rising, appearance, outward personality, character. Right. Magnanimous, confident overly confident could be a little bossy we forgot that was another shadow thing bossiness <laughs> my dad he was a sag oh yeah definitely bossy <laughs> um can also be a little scatterbrained when you think about the arrow the sag wants to check everything out brand new shiny object oh let's go over there and then oh wait a minute look at that and it's like I have 20 runways open. Okay, but you only need one to take your plane and fly. <laughs> right, right, right. So I think that because the first rules of personality, it can mm -hmm. certainly 
indicate that. Um, second house, Sag ruling the second house. Right. So second house, we'd be considering uh, money, possessions, or things we value, those things that go to support the first, the person. Right. Right. So the Sag and the second could be, we might have a tendency to spend too much on ourselves or overvalue ourselves, or it could be a little arrogance around that, our personal possessions or our what what's important to us. Mm -hmm. um, or, but the good news is, of course, very very confident, <laughs> very optimist, and optimist related um, material wealth, spiritual wealth, being very important to to us. Um, a third house, the third house, Sag ruling the third house. Makes for a great we, PR person. <laughs> sure does. Yeah. That, um, that was me. I had, I had a career. I have Saturn in the third. I had a career in PR for years. So, yeah. Amazing. I love how that comes through. Hopefully in a good way. <laughs> what yeah, were you so, going to say about the third? Well, I was going to say that uh, the third house can represent siblings, communication, our local neighborhood, um, short distance travel. Yeah. But, but yeah, but, but it could also expand into career, like you mentioned, um, when that ties in with other places of the chart. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, because I had Saturn there. Um, but uh, yeah, the, um, and lower edu early education or youth, like, um, you know, elementary school, elementary and middle school, that would be a third house thing too. Uh, fourth house, ruling the home and one's roots, one's genealogy. Mm -hmm. um, Foundation. Mm -hmm. Definitely like a really nice looking home, I would say, <laughs> generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah, it could be could be or fortune maybe in in home it all goes back to to uh the condition of jupiter in the chart wouldn't it though i mean i wouldn't want to just say somebody with sagittarius in the fourth is going to have this amazing home i mean it might depend on on other conditions in your chart yes too. yes it always these are just very generalized um indicators but yes it de all of these goes without saying depends upon the um the, the condition of your jupiter is it is it retrograde? Is he in exile or fall? And, you know, that will definitely color these things um, and, and mitigate and, and, you know, but give it a much clearer picture. Um, what houses Jupiter rules? Where is Jupiter placed natally? You know, so it's definitely layers. Yeah. Right. But the fourth house rules the family and the home and mother and, you know, one's roots. So Sag on the fourth house cusp would, would speak to this, this sense of optimism and um, abundance and largesse um, and or not you know depending on the condition of of Jupiter like Rachel said um, mm -hmm. around the home um, fifth house fifth house yeah we move into creativity um, romance right love affairs romance kids kids right, right. fertility mm -hmm. creative creative projects and yeah 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 i have well i'll, I'll skip <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna it's hard for me to come up with um uh um my words today are escaping me. I have Sagittarius in the 12th, so I have to dig in pretty deep. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you, you are the expert of that house. I'm going to say. 
That's okay. That's cool. You know, I was thinking, I mean, this is kind of randy, but you know, if there's a guy that has Sag on his fifth, I mean, I've known guys that have Sagittarius ruling their fifth house and they're like, it's like the Bill Clinton thing, you know, it's like, mm, okay, <laughs> gets around. We'll just be polite here. And is a ladies man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it can definitely indicate that. Um, all right. Sixth house, sixth house where work and service and humility and being an employee and maybe you're the enthusiastic employee um that is kind and generous and optimistic about um you know helping others and uh, one's daily routine could have be infused with all of those qualities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's also a house of of illness too right right um, health and illness right so there might be some, especially when you think about liver and hips, thighs, liver and like that. And of course, you'd look to the ruler and where Jupiter is placed and um, Jupiter also rules, excuse me, Pisces. So all of those start, excuse me, start to get tied in. Yeah, sixth house. All right, seventh. We're up to the seventh house already. <laughs> We're coming toward that twelfth, Rachel. <laughs> well, I was gonna say too, like um, just backing up for a second, the the sixth house is also the joy of Mars, and Mars can be of service. And we were talking about Jupiter and and wanting to be um, Jupiter. The the Jupiterians I know are very um, they can they can be very service oriented. They want to help and and contribute. So mm, yes, they do. So they can with like that industrious Mars, get it done energy. Yeah, they can definitely do that. Do good, some great stuff there. Yeah. Okay. So seventh house. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Oh, um, one to one relationships, marriages, partnerships. Um, in the seventh house. Could be maybe having a foreign husband. I've seen that with clients. Somebody mm. who's they met overseas or they're. They could have a foreign uh, spouse or business partner or some collaborations that are international because that's one thing we didn't mention. How did I forget that? The international factor because Sag rules long distance travel or foreign cultures, foreigners travel, foreign travel, immigrants, things like that. Um, yeah, so there, there could be that, that international flavor, that far reaching, um, yeah quality that is applied to the the marriage house and the and the uh house of collaborations a seventh is also the house of open enemies yes. if i remember right yeah right. house of open yeah. enemies yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah place of uh wisdom and higher education not the place of but as far as jupiter significations to representing a partner or one-to-one -one relationships mm-hmm um eighth house um eighth house uh other people's resources um letting go um it's um but not i i don't know i always have trouble finding words for this it's but it's not always financial resources right it could be other things that possibly that that we that we receive from others that might not be material or financial in nature right shared resources I, I loved how um adam described it in our course he said that 
it can also speak to like the agreements and like the soul agreements or soul bonds that we have with each other. Like not necessarily what we owe financially, like debts or, you know, of course it can refer to, you know, annuities, trust funds and um, investors money and, you know, venture capital or, um, you know, wills and estates and inheritances. It can, it can be all that, but it can also be, this the, what we the um, the soul agreements the soul bonds that we have that what we owe others in this lifetime or what others owe us I always thought that was that was really fascinating that's why I loved ancient astrology so much it's really rich you know all these delineations they're like yummy yeah yeah I like that too but then it can also go back to the to the material right because if you're doing a derivative house it'd be the second from the seventh would be the resources of that right derivative houses so it could be both yeah um i've also heard it as um a place what i mean have you heard this too of a place of of, of anxiety within ourselves yeah kind of like um it, it is a tricky one that eighth house to describe because it's this in ancient astrology um you know as we know it's it's where um it's one of the difficult houses it's a, it's a, not an easy house uh, the eighth and the twelfth are like the two more, yeah, second, sixth, eighth, twelfth, but eighth and twelfth, yeah, eighth is is death in terms of like what what is setting, and it's like the sun is beginning to set and you're losing light, and right. so it's like, oh, I need to, what do I need to do as I settle into like letting go, like letting go of the light as the sun sets, and it's like. Um, Patrick Watson had a great, um, gosh, I loved it. I have it right here. I'd love to read it. Um, he is a, um, Patrick Watson, for those of you who don't know, is a wonderful um, ancient astrologer. And he he has this, uh, he talks, he, he wrote beautifully, very poetically and deeply about each of these houses. He, um, the in, in the, the ancient astrology, they call the eighth, the, the idle place or the house of losing. And so, um, and, it, and so he, well, here's one of the things he said, it's in a wheel. So I'm trying to like, my head is like tilted here. <laughs> um, he says here, it is um, the, it signifies conditions, places and people following and surrounding death. The veil of death is near impossible to see past. The sun is here during the evening rush hour. This is what I love about it. When the glare of the sun can be dangerous to drivers anxious to return home before dark. Um, and so it's it's very, yeah. So, it, you know, it has that kind of ominous, you know, feeling. But of course, the other side of that too is when we face that darkness and all, it's like we, we are letting go. We're being reprogrammed into something else so i think about shared resources representing the eighth house it's like you're merging you're merging life and energy with the infinite so yeah it's it's an interesting so sag in that to get back to that um sag in that eighth house it imbues all those jupiterian qualities the higher i think about higher wisdom spirituality and the occult and the esoteric uh spiritual principles that are you know very much at play with those uh, energies those energies about life and death and reprogramming i don't know that's just what i came up with how does that sound that's beautiful i i i'm i'm, I'm still captured by the the glare on the windshield as the sun is setting i 
that that visual is just so descriptive of what what that is yeah especially when because it is an aversion to the ascendant that's why the ancients of course just said it was a difficult house because it, it's a blind spot it's like you can't see that little just like you can't see when you're driving in the sun at that sunset time yeah it's 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 a challenge right but yeah that's eighth house for you all right we spent too much moving time on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on move to the ninth we're uh, getting to that 12th <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, so ninth house could be uh, faith, philosophy, religion. It's where we put astrology. Um, did I say higher education already? No, no. Uh, that it is. In the house of God, in the ancients, they called it the house of God. The house of God, joy of the sun, um, long distance okay. travel um, in relation to um, pilgrimages. Um, Mm, spiritual right spiritual pilgrimages and retreats and right i love that and the law is there i believe and the law right rights judicial of course you know when you think about criminal justice or the right the rights of uh people law lawyers fighting for rights yeah that sag on that ninth house makes it generally speaking would definitely point to some kind of law or um you know i have clients who are lawyers that are you know they have a very a very prominent ninth house for mm. obvious reasons right, yeah. right so that's that's sag on the ninth that desire for justice for sure um okay 10th house 10th house is the top of the chart the top of the chart right um career, reputation, public status. Sometimes it can be mother, where the fourth house can be parents or father, but sometimes the 10th house can also represent mother. It does for me, that's for sure. Yeah, same, same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a, um, it's, it's a visible place. It's, a, it's on the top of the chart. It's, you know, the outer world. Um, place of a, achievement right regarding all the sag matters spirituality um abundance material wealth to, it can it, it can indicate that kind of a family lineage the yeah spiritual and or religious or um well some kind of wealth and abundance or, mis or prestige like that yeah um so uh they, that was 10th okay 11th house house the the joy of jupiter so that's right. friends and wishes and hopes and dreams and one's community one's peers or shared group um experiences like a tribe or a spiritual community so yeah sag ruling that house if you have sag ruling your 11th um you know very oriented i would think you know some a real opening and a real um magnanimous right it's a greater benefic so there's this this huge pull perhaps to be um those themes around family and um, you know spiritual family and tribe and uh, all of those really come into play yeah and goals and aspirations i just i just see the arrows right <laughs> right and yeah. self-improvement right and taking place within the realm of friends and associates and yeah takes place in the, that area of life all right what about the 12th drum roll 12th? oh boy another another dark house right 
It's a dark house. Yes, but you have you said ruling that. What is that like for you? <laughs> uh well, well, the twelfth can be a place of solitude, um, um restriction. It can be um our blind spot, self-sabotage. You described it one day as a shipwreck. Shipwrecked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. Um so what what is it like for me um gosh i don't know i feel like i'm on the spot i have mars there too so i i really think of mars when i have in you know mars in the 12th as opposed to being a jupiter ruled sign um but uh, you're a spiritual warrior that's <laughs> hidden away that the world can't see <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Thanks for finding my words for me. Yeah. I, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I enjoy my solitude, um, even though it's a 12th house of, of Jupiter. Um, so the expansion is on the inner planes on, in, and that can be, ex I would think, you know, with like that, like that hermity kind of. Right. Right. But still like my freedom, you know, freedom of thought, freedom of action, movement, Mm -hmm. even though even though it is tucked tucked away there tucked away <laughs> i love it yeah. cool yeah well that was cool thank you for taking that trip to the through the zodiac and thank you just all in all for being here and helping us you know unpack what that looks like sagittarius in the in the zodiac signs no oh, thank you for having me this was um I, you know, I, I like to hide behind the scenes. And so being on YouTube, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. Maybe, maybe next time the words will come a little easier to me. They're just kind of hiding back here. But, um, but yeah, oh. it was a lot of fun. It was, I thought it was, I thought you were wonderful. No, yeah, no, it's, it's great. I'm so glad. Yay. Your first, you know, first broadcast. Um, but, you know, I really appreciate you being here and sharing with us all that cool wisdom. Um, so again, if you want to read um, Rachel's writing, that is uh, medium.com, astrology rhapsody on medium.com and uh, Rachel at kismetediting.com is her email address. So any questions, uh, bookings, anything. Um, she also is an editor for some very key astrology publications. So um, wonderful, right? Writing, writing is your passion, writing and uh, Writing and editing as opposed to speaking, <laughs> but I'm getting there. I'm working on it. <laughs> I think you're doing great. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, everybody. Well, we hope you enjoyed that and uh, let us know um, any comments, questions, shares below. We love hearing from you. Um, like, share, subscribe is always appreciated. And uh, we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Namaste.